Hello. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to give a quick content warning that the opera that we'll be discussing today features mentions of suicide. And now we'll get on with it. Hello and welcome to Opera Apéro. I'm your host, Sophia. And on today's show, we have uh, this a fabulous guest, Zoe. We're going to be t- talking about the opera Madama Butterfly. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, been looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, um, and... This is our pre-Valentine's Day episode, uh, so in fitting with that, I've picked, we've picked a very tragic romantic opera. Uh, it's going to be real depressing. That sounds perfect. I love, to be, <laughs> I love to be sad, so this is exactly what I signed up for. It brought back memories of college when I was going through a, a very tra- a sad breakup, and I was on the board of um, the, like, little team that decides what movies get to be played in the student union uh and i put up uh eternal sunshine of the spotless <laughs> mind for the valentine's day night oh, movie and I somehow it so succeeded much. in getting like voted in and i was just like yes my cynicism is winning <laughs> like bring everyone in to suffer with you it's yeah it's yeah perfect. i was like i'm not the only one going through a breakup we're all going through my breakup <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so we're all going through romantic tragedy with Madama Butterfly today. Can't wait. So, but before we get into that, Zoe, how do we know each other? That's a great question, <laughs> and it's something as a as a listener of the show, I've been reflecting on uh, in preparation for today's episode. Doesn't mean I have a good answer though. <laughs> Uh, we know each other vaguely through work. Uh, we, we share the same workplace, uh, and sort of circled around each other would maybe be the best way to put it. Just sort of crossed paths at random a couple times, uh, had, had seen each other at some events, uh, grabbed some lunch, uh, and then we stopped being in the same workplace as each other or anyone else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Corona. Yeah, it happened. And now we're here in the podcast for it. It's it's the it's the studio. In the studio. Welcome to the, in studio. the studio. In the studio. The studio is just a blanket fort. <laughs> a very professional one, might I add. <laughs> okay. Um, have you seen an opera? No. I also reflected on this question, and I really don't think so. Uh, I have. A vague notion of what opera is. Uh, my the closest I think I got to opera was learning about it once in a music history class, and we talked about Madama Butterfly maybe for a day, half a day. I do not recall anything from it. It was in early high school, so those are my closest uh, closest interactions with opera. But I do not believe that I've ever seen one. Okay, cool, and that's good context because that's kind of why we chose this opera for you because. It was the only thing you could think of, but you didn't know anything about it. And so we're going to learn about Madama Butterfly today. Okay, so Madama Butterfly is an opera composed by Giacomo Puccini, um, and it takes place in 1904 in Japan. Um, and it's, um, let's get into it. It's gonna, yeah, so... The opera opens with a American naval officer, Benjamin Franklin Pinkerton, uh, and he is in Japan. He's like stationed there temporarily, and so he has someone who is like renting renting him this uh, apartment, like home. The person is also like, 
I'm also a marriage broker for convenience marriages. Yeah. Uh, and they have arranged to have <laughs> Yeah, we love that. Um, it's, <laughs> he's arranged for Pinkerton to marry uh, a nice young Japanese woman okay. uh, while he's there. And Pinkerton is pumped and he's just like, wow, everything's great. I'm on top of the world. Uh, and he has a friend in the American consul who is permanently stationed in uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. And the consul's name is Sharpless. Sharpless. Okay. Yes. So Sharpless is there uh, because the wedding is about to happen like later that day. And so um, Pinkerton is kind of just like telling Sharpless like, oh, yeah, you know, as an American... I get to, like, just, like, roam the earth and, like, see and experience all these things, mm. kind of in a, like, yes. so your wild oats kind of vibe. Ugh, I love to be a colonizer and just <laughs> sew away. <laughs> Reckless abandon. Yes. Ugh. And Sharpless is just like, cool, what about this woman you're about to marry? Like, how do you feel about her? And he's like, hmm, uh, you know, it's part of the experience. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's elite tourism. Yeah. He's like, you know, not really like uh, in love with her or anything. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm really looking forward to like getting back home and like having a real American wedding with a real American wife. Oh, my. Uh-huh. Oh, my. And Sharpless is just like, hold up there, buddy, because I think your Japanese wife might not feel the same way. And perhaps. Perhaps. That's actually what he says he's just like well i don't know we'll see (laughs) there's only one way to find out he's like i don't he's like i'm sure everything will be fine you know i i actually am a big proponent of the friendship marriage like selfishly as someone without a passport for the country slash continent i reside in i like i'm really mulling about like who are friends that i could marry (laughs) so i feel like i'm primed for this like plot somehow there's something that feels a little bit slimy about it though there's it's, it's like a in principle, I can kind of get behind it, but they're... they're oh, no, they're, it's because he's doing it for purely selfish, like, lustful reasons. There are red flags. There yeah. are red flags. Many red flags. Okay, no, this is good note-taking for me when I proposition my friends for marriage for passports, how to not be, like, a total uh, sleazebag about it. Oh, wait, because you want to get their passport. I, I see. I like a passport, yeah. I see. I was just thinking American, like, you would want... That too, wants that an too. American passport. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I could just trade i don't know <laughs> got options got options <laughs> so yeah so that's the setup um and then basically the wedding is going to happen later that day and so his japanese future wife is mm-hmm. coming and her and her whole family arrive and mm-hmm. um they introduce her so yeah. her name is chocho san mm-hmm. but she goes by butterfly butterfly okay mm-hmm. beautiful yeah and so um yeah, so she arrives, and, like, it's the first time that Pinkerton and Chocho-san are meeting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'll probably switch between Chocho-san and Butterfly okay. throughout this, but they're the same person. Great. Um, and they're meeting, and they're talking, mm-hmm. and they're getting to, like, know each other, kind of, and so... Um, How nice of him. He's so generous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lucky uh, her. Yeah, and so... Uh, she kind of is just like, oh, I would like to show you, uh, like, the things that I've brought to the marriage, like, mm-hmm. my personal belongings. Mm-hmm. Um, she show- So she they go inside the house, and, like, she takes all this stuff. So there's, like, a handkerchief, some other, like, trinkets. That's nice. Um, there's these, like, 
miniature statues that mm-hmm. she carries. Uh, and they're, she's like, oh, these are, like, statues of my ancestors. So, like, very, like, uh, meaningful to mm-hmm. her and her mm-hmm. family. Uh, and Pinkerton does the, like... Uh, like stupid American thing where he's like, are these dolls? Like, and he kind of like tosses them around in his hands. Um, Cringe. And she's just like, no, they're very important to me. Mm. Uh, And then the other thing that she pulls out is a, like, um, it's, it's a dagger. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Just in case. Yeah. Well, so it's a dagger. uh, And she doesn't really give away what it is, but the marriage broker, like, pulls uh pinkerton aside Mm -hmm. and just like oh so that's like her father's dagger her father had to like uh commit the like uh honor suicide Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and he's like oh shit all right um Mm -hmm. and then they go back outside Mm -hmm. and uh also (laughs) she's just like by the way i converted to christianity secretly for you uh oh my gosh my family doesn't know like i'm yeah, but I'm really, like, committed to this marriage, and wow. I have, like, gone and given up my ancestral religion. Wow. Yeah, she's all in. Also, all yeah. the one thing that does get revealed also at this point is that she is 15 years old. Okay. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like this is on the marriage broker on some level. He He seems like a neutral actor, sort of, but... Wow. Yeah. Finding fault with the marriage broker. I, I am so far. Sharpless, so far, Sharpless seems like the moral compass. Oh, Sharpless as, as, is a gem. Yeah, as close as, close as it gets to one uh, in this, <laughs> this marriage tourism hellscape. Um, <laughs> and I feel naturally very symp- sympathetic uh, toward Butterfly. But yeah, I, okay. Mm-hmm. she's 15 she's right. 15 um cool so then they're like all right we've learned a lot about each other let's go get married they have the marriage ceremony and then the like family is there like chocho san's family mm-hmm. is there they celebrate and then they're having their little after party mm-hmm. and then um butterfly's uncle who happens to be like a priest in their religion arrives his name is bonze okay he arrives and he's like i condemn you i found out that you went and got secretly converted to christianity and like if you're gonna turn your backs on like your like religion then like all of our family that is in this group we're gonna turn our backs on you and we all condemn you and they all her whole family condemns her and leaves oh no yeah they leave the wedding yeah they leave the ceremony Mm -hmm. they leave the after party yeah (sighs) yeah and so she's just like in tears um and pinkerton is like comforting her um and she's like all right well i guess like i've got love and i've got you and like i'm still sad but like am i am i supposed to be crying yet i I feel ready to cry soon (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay great just just a quick vibe check (laughs) all right um but then they um she she gets comforted and she's like I'm not going to cry because, like, I we're here. And, and Pinkerton's like, it's our wedding night. And so they go and get ready for their wedding night. And this is also the part where there's, like, a very long duet, uh, love duet between the two of them. Mm. Also, one fun thing that I think is kind of cool is, um, but, so Butterfly, she's just like, I've heard that the most, like, beautiful butterflies are often, like, trapped and pin, they, like, pin their win- wings down and keep, mm. and he's like, yeah. I got you. 
Hmm. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So act one ends with them consummating their marriage. Okay. Act two starts. Fast forward three years. Okay. And uh, Chocho-san is living in the house okay. uh, with their housemaid, Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Pinkerton hasn't is, has been gone for the last three years. Okay. Um, and no longer in Japan. No longer in Japan. He's left Japan. Um, he told her he would uh, like come back when like the robins' nests are uh, like hatching or something. Uh, yeah, and sometimes you just you gotta wait for the robins' nests. <laughs> yeah, those- we've all been there. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, so Suzuki's just like you know he's he's not coming back like. We're running out of money. Like he, uh, before he mm. left, he like set up so that the console would help like uh, arrange like the payment for the house and stuff. Mm. Um, and yeah, so the money's running out, and Suzuki's just like, "What are we gonna do?" And, and Butterfly's like, "No, like you're silly to like pray to gods when like we have the promise of like my American husband to mm. rely on." Mm. And um, they're just like, "Okay, it's a little delusional, but okay." <laughs> Uh, uh, they're all kind of concerned. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're all so, concerned. Um, yeah. So, Char- on this day, Sharpless comes to visit uh, Butterfly okay. because he's received a letter from Pinkerton. Great. Well, okay. And he wants to share the, the contents of the letter with her. I'm happy Sharpless is here. I'm, I'm not excited about the circumstances already. The letter says that um, Pinkerton's ship, ship will be arriving today. Uh, and he'll be he'll be arriving, but he's a little too embarrassed to show his face to Butterfly, and so he just doesn't want to deal with it. And he's trying to like get Sharpless to take care of a situation. Mm. Um, so, but before Sharpless can actually share any of this information with Butterfly, the marriage broker is coming around to visit Butterfly because what's been happening over the last few years is that they're trying to convince her and like broker her marry her off to another eligible bachelor oh wow um because this is one of the things that they say throughout those stories that like the divorce laws in japan are relatively chill and lax compared to like the u.s all right um and so i love that as a plot point (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh so there's this new suitor that shows up and um butterfly the same day as the ship is arriving yeah but she doesn't know Mm. the ship is arriving so the the marriage broker comes by with this new suitor and they're Mm. like you know he's so great and rich like marry him uh it'll be fine and she's just like very polite she receives them gives them tea and whatnot and and she's like no thank you but i'm married (laughs) and they're like you're really not though and she's like i am yeah i feel like suzuki is just like in a really really in a in a bind here this is not this is not a great this is hard to watch this is like a lot of second hand yeah oh yeah discomfort Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah um and so she rejects him, and then, like, her and Sharpless go and talk, and Sharpless is just, like, hasn't knows what's in the letter, and it's just like, you know, like, maybe reconsider that marriage offer. Because <laughs> uh, I have this letter, but before he can show her the letter, um, she brings out a young child and is like, this is my son, born of my love with Pinkerton. Oh, no. Yeah. Um... There's a little flair for the drama here. Um, and they're like, what's his name? <laughs> she says his name is, is he's named Sorrow. Um, but when his father returns, he'll be named Joy. 
Oh, no. <laughs> this poor child. <laughs> this is like, I turn, I turn everything into this, but this is like the epitome of like, maybe not everyone should be a parent. That's, that's, <laughs> maybe not like a 15-year-old girl. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. It's not for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, who knows what protection was like back those yeah. days. Um, yeah, there's also a line at some point in this where um, Butterfly asks Sharpless, like, oh, like, when do the robin's nests hatch in America? Because, like, they've already hatched, like, three times here, uh, but oh, no. maybe they hatch less often in America. And, yeah, no, it's... It's hard to watch. It's, yeah, no, literally, that's, like, the whole... Everyone in this opera around Butterfly is just like, this is hard to watch you're just like so she's not even in denial she just like fiercely believes that he's gonna return Mm. um but so then yeah so good guy sharpless is Mm -hmm. just like oh shit she has a child i have to tell pinkerton and he resolves to tell pinkerton and he leaves but like at some point they like figure out that the the ship is arriving and butterfly there's a cannon shot Mm-hmm. announcing the arrival of the ship in the harbor mm. and butterfly goes and sees that it's the ship of her pinkerton and she's like oh my god he's returned he's come back oh, no and the letter is still undisclosed yeah yeah okay. um okay uh and so she's like thrilled she's overjoyed she's like you know what everyone was wrong everyone like took joy in my misery of waiting and waiting but i was right like he has come back um and he has come back it is his boat um like he is on this boat um but uh so she's just thrilled and she's just like we have to make the house like beautiful and joyful and she and orders suzuki to like arrange flowers all around the house Mm -hmm. um and then like her suzuki and the and sorrow uh stay up all night waiting for him to like they wait for him to arrive home you know uh and so yeah that's act one is them act two or rather that's the end of act two is them waiting for him to come oh no so act three starts and um it's morning and suzuki and the young boy have like fallen asleep but butterfly is still awake mm-hmm. um still no pinkerton um and so suzuki wakes up and is just like hey like you know go you need to go rest and so butterfly like gets up and is like okay i'll like she goes and like goes to her room and goes to sleep um and then uh sharpless and pinkerton arrive at the house uh a little bit later and Mm -hmm. suzuki like receives them and uh she's she like finally this man is back right like Mm -hmm. uh, yeah and so they're like yeah don't wake up butterfly though oh no so and pinkerton is at this point, he also expresses a lot of, like, surprise and, like, regret. Because, he one, he's surprised that Butterfly actually still remembers him. Okay. Yeah, like, he, despite multiple warnings, legitimately thought that she would just, like, forget him. Yeah, and, like, move on with her own life. He's just been trying to manifest that or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> manifest someone less interested in their yeah, relationship. Yeah, just believe it. Yeah. yeah, um... And so Sharpless also has a little bit of a, like an I told you so like moment yeah. or uh, in the form of an aria at some point in this act. <laughs> He's like, I told you. He's been right the whole time. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Yeah, and so then also, one thing that Suzuki notices is that there is a woman standing behind them waiting for them in the courtyard. Mm. And uh, this woman, she ascertains, is Pinkerton's new American wife. Okay, yeah. Kate. Um, Kate. So, Suzuki, as you have pointed out, poor Suzuki, kind of just like serving this woman, this very delusional woman. Suzuki sees this, the, the wife and she's like, God damn it she's yeah. devastated she's just like this is gonna ruin butterfly and like and thereby also like make her yes. life harder <laughs> so subsequently my own life was yeah. <clears throat> so she's just like all right i'll help tell butterfly this news though um we don't deserve her i can already no. tell so everyone is kind of acknowledging like they can't help butterfly but at some point they just make the assumption that the child should go and live with pinkerton and his wife Oh, really? Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a collective. Yeah, this is... Everyone kind of jumps to this conclusion. It was one thing I didn't really, like, understand in the opera is, like, they're just like, oh, we'll take the child. And I was like, wait, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how we got to that, but everyone just did. Uh, Butterfly doesn't seem like it's in a great frame of mind to make a decision like that. I can understand the need to sort of, like, s- circumvent her in some ways. Yeah. <sighs> By taking the child seems a bit extreme, but yeah, but interesting. It could be the right decision. We'll see. It could be. Um, so he's just basically coming to recoup. He's he doesn't even want to see butterfly. But I mean, he kind of didn't know about the child. Yeah, if the child's there, yeah, I guess that's... they're just like, oh, I guess we we'll, we are duty bound to take care of this child, but not his wife. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> like. <laughs> not the 16 year old or sorry sorry now 18 year old child that is his wife yeah <laughs> like they're what both children <laughs> oh, um no. cool so oh, no. okay so then at this point pickerton is starting to like be in his feelings and he's just like oh my god and he's like in his old home and he's just like looking around and like nothing has changed since mm-hmm. he left and he's just like taking it all in and kind of taken aback by it and mm-hmm. just thoroughly like embarrassed and full of regret about what he's done. Uh, good. It would be good if this caused him to act uh, honorably and he does not. He, what he does instead is just like, I can't do this. Um, I'm going to peace out and like uh, sharpless, like handle this for me. Oh uh, my. Yeah. And he's just like, I'll live with my regret for the rest of my life, but I can't do this. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> so, so a Butterfly wakes up and comes out of her room, and um, she sees Sharpless, and she sees a strange woman in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. And Suzuki's there, and, you know, you can imagine how Suzuki's face might look, like, uh, kind of on edge, like, waiting for her to, like, uh, gonna prepared to deal with the emotional blowout Mm -hmm, that's about mm -hmm. to occur and so butterfly kind of gets the gist of the situation uh and she's just like all right so pinkerton isn't real really isn't coming back and i have to give my child to kate wow yeah and so (sighs) butterfly goes and she says i'll she tells kate she's like you know what i'm it's going to be hard, but I'm fine to give up my child to you uh, on one condition. Like, Pinkerton has to come back to this house to pick him up. Okay. Yeah. Um, Does that make anything better? She's like, come, he needs to be back here in 30 minutes to get him. Okay. Uh, so I'm glad she's asking for something. I don't know why it's that. Uh, you know, 
it's an actionable, time-bound, you know, smart Sh- goal. <laughs> Specific, <laughs> measurable, actionable. Realistic. Realistic and time-bound. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's something. I... There's too much management. No, the, the the expression of agency is, like, still exciting here. I, I just, I, I feel so, like, disheartened that, like, that's the one thing that, mm-hmm. uh, that's sort of, like, the last wish. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we can arrange that. So Sharpless and Kate go back to relay the message and, you know, get Pinkerton so they can come get the kid and, you know, like, move on with their lives. And then, in the meantime, Butterfly goes into her room, and she starts to actually, like, for the first time, like, pray to her ancestral, like, gods, Ugh. deities. Um, this is going to be really hard to say. <laughs> like, I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> um, so, so then um, she takes her father's sword out of its storage place, uh, and... She kind of, like, looks it over. She reads out the inscription. It says, who cannot live with honor must die with honor. Uh, and so she's uh, kind of preparing herself. Uh, but then before she's able to do anything, her son enters the room. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so she sings this, like, goodbye song to him where she says, like, he should not view this as, like, an abandonment, uh, that it's, like, ultimately, like, for him, and she just hopes that, like, when he grows up, he'll have, like, a memory of her face. So she, like, says goodbye to him, like, sits him down, blindfolds him. Okay. And, uh, and stabs herself, uh, and then right as this has happened, uh, Pinkerton kind of, like, arrives on the scene, just, like, crying out, like, butterfly, and, but, like, she's already dead. Uh, oh and that's the end of the opera. <sighs> okay, a deep breath. <sighs> Fuck. Just sit with it for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, on some level, she's, she's never going to have a, a life with Pinkerton or her own son. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... Mm-hmm. The what's the ending is tragic, but what's what's tragic is the alternative or lack thereof. Or yeah, like the like, alternative for her is like she has to give up her son and then go like marry someone else, right? And like maybe go through this whole thing all over again, maybe. I don't know. And having having turned down other suitors, having having committed to the the last years of her adolescence, but the last the last three years of of her life. Uh, to sort of just like this, this un, unwavering just faith mm-hmm. uh, in the life she expects she wa- one day will have again. I, right, that's that's from what I take uh, from the the second act, especially is like that's her that's her meeting that's her that's her like the focus of her entire life is her her world just yeah just shatters around her yeah yeah like she's like yeah she's just like a teenager who has been like sold off into marriage and then like this man like claims that he loves her and is like taking care of her and then like she that's her job like she's yeah yeah she's just his wife like that's her whole identity and like yeah you can kind of see that she's like given up her like religion she's given up her family like she's given up all these like aspects of her own identity to like be his wife yeah and so like it kind of makes sense that like she doesn't have this whole support system like she has like suzuki right uh but yeah I, yeah no when you okay like 
I won't say this is like what this isn't really an example of an abusive relationship is. Sure. But like the signs of abusive relationships are the like gradual cutoff with like right. your own social circle and your own family ne- and your own networks and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the erasure of like things that make you you. And, totally. Yeah. Well, there's there's just uh, it's so it's so poignant in this last moment, this last scene uh, where she's praying to her ancestral gods, and and it's almost like the fact of like reconnecting and realizing sort of all of the things that she has left left behind uh for this marriage that will never be and has taken everything from her Mm -hmm. uh it's 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 too much to bear it's it's this like uh, think really carefully on my words it's it's like the total moment of understanding uh Mm -hmm. that sort of brings her to the reality that she's been out of touch with for three years and yeah it's like that one moment where she just like immediately just like snaps back into like reality and it's 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 immediately too much to bear it's it's yeah the weight of everything she's been like diluting herself out of uh wow yeah (laughs) there are other aspects of this that i want to talk about please please yeah so one is it's not written by an american uh puccini was italian and one of the things I think about is that, like, well, most people, like, just psychologically, we just are very, like, wrapped up in our own worlds. Mm-hmm. I feel that Americans are that to a higher extent, sure, especially, sure. like, it's not just in our personal lives, but, like, the way that we interpret the rest of the world. And so, like, Pinkerton does have this whole, like, song about how Americans are, like, it's our thing to, like, go out and explore and, mm-hmm. like, get a taste of everything. and. Mm-hmm. I think about this a lot because like we're yeah. American expats yes. living in an- another culture and especially with the like, I don't know, the like whole American college culture of study abroad where mm-hmm. it's like, I lived in this place for four months and it's like, I don't know. It's like, I a, did it. And yeah. It's like I a have badge. This with me now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. in a similar way, I think like when I moved here, a lot of people were like, Oh, when are you going to come back? Like when, like when is this whole thing going to be over? <laughs> Not adult, like, adult study abroad. Maybe? Yeah. Adult study abroad. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, no. I certainly, certainly. I've, we're probably, we're probably not as bad as Pinkerton. We're not like out here, like marrying child brides. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it says something about like American culture that like, this is something that we're just like super entitled to do. Yeah, entitled is the word that comes to mind. Yes, yeah. The exceptionalism is ever present, and I think uh, shows through really clearly in this this storyline. We're, we're we're made to really hate this character. Uh, obviously, uh, sort of like the perfect like um, just like ugly like mm-hmm. self centered. Uh, just uh, sort of like taking whatever you want, leaving destruction your wake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, rings through rings through really clearly. Um, yeah, I'm really interested in like uh, to like like Kate's like physical presence in this third act too. It's sort of just like the uh, embodiment. It's like what is it? What is Kate doing in Japan? Like what does this what does this have to do with her at all? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like it's it's interesting because it's like oh well, like Kate's the American wife, and so she gets to travel around with Pinkerton. Whereas right. like it seems like it was they don't show it or talk about it at all, but it seems like it was never like a consideration that like butterfly wouldn't travel with Pinkerton out of Japan. No, no. it's like, no, like you like stay here. Like I'm coming to come experience you, but then like you have to stay there. Like you cannot like come and infiltrate our culture in a way, which 
like this opera was written like so long ago like mm-hmm. it was like in the last century like, century and it's just like still it's like the same viewpoints that we have in the states certainly certainly yeah this idea that there's like there's no alternative uh there there are sort of like expeditions there are interesting ways of life there are things to to sort of like see and learn from and grow from uh and it's like i don't know it's a very like consumerist viewpoint almost too right you're you're thinking about uh what can you what can you gain from this? Uh, yeah. Something is something as tra- transactional as an arranged marriage, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it's like a very... Uh, it's like the know. thrill of the exotic. Yeah, which exactly. Which also is interesting because, this is a great jumping point into the next thing that I was going to mention, is that there this is kind of part of this like genre or like trend within opera where um, a lot of like European composers would set a lot of their operas in the East. Mm-hmm. So there's this one, there's uh, Turandot, there's Les Pêcheurs de Perles. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like a lot of operas that take place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Pêcheurs de Perles takes place in India, Turandot is in China, mm-hmm. this is in Japan. And so and these European composers just kind of taking these like, and almost making it a little bit like stereotypical sure, in their sure. uh, depictions of it, because it is this like, exotic thing that will attract like european audiences right and you're taking the aesthetics from it you're taking something like hari curry and like oh you're, you're absolutely you're, taking you're, the you're, aesthetics you're, of you're, it. you're ripping sort of like the most like you know cultural touch points people that will things that people will recognize as foreign and mm-hmm. so different and also like in in butterflies depiction as as this helpless character so, somebody who we basically have no capacity to feel i at least on for, uh, first listening of this plot have like we're we're left without any option to, other than to feel like pity. She's she's delusional. She's almost without agency, except in the, in the end of the third act when she takes her own life. But uh, tr- truly, just uh, helpless. And mm-hmm. and I think it's actually a really fascinating perspective, uh, or it's really interesting, like that depiction of like this, like you know, you you could take it as like an anti-imperialist, like anti-American viewpoint, which it which it certainly is. But that also just like inherently depicts this person who is maybe a stand-in for for this land this part of the world as as just like totally powerless Mm -hmm. against uh the forces of this like this um yeah which selfish like western like whatever pig which is which is no but that's really interesting totally like when she in the early like early on when she's just like oh i'm like in love with pinkerton it's like you also don't know him so is she actually like i don't think she's actually in love with him she's like in love with like the things that like he can give her which is like the stable life the like home the family the mm-hmm. like americanness maybe sure, sure um and so like yeah i guess like it, it does provide that same like depiction of like that helpless kind of uh like mm-hmm. oh they need us mm-hmm. well and I, I i think the 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 greatest thing america did to like ever purport itself as like a world power or or sort of like leaves us in this place of just like uh you know total like cultural imperialism where we are today like is it's it's a, a propaganda machine to to understand to understand America as as this like land of opportunity as like access to all of these things as sort of uh inherently worth making sacrifices for is something is something that was sold to the like obviously sold to americans but but sold to sold the rest to of the, the world. Whole world so so beautifully when it, when you think of, uh i don't know when i think about america right now and like you know why would why would someone emigrate there why would someone move there mm-hmm. uh and it's it's again not to not to depict <laughs> the rest of the world as being without 
agency, but I don't know. I think, I think this idea of being, being sold a lie is sort of like, uh, I don't know. I think that's still like the, the fuel on which like the American image is running Mm -hmm. is, is this notion. Um, I think back to a part of our earlier conversations, like I don't like Pinkerton because I feel like there's a little bit of pink. I see myself in Pinkerton. <laughs> it's it's so true. It's I mean I don't like Pinkerton for lots of other reasons, right. but then like at the bottom of the list it's just like, oh, but I'm kind of like that. It's scary, right? It's mm-hmm. yeah, what's 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 really so different? Um Yeah, it's almost something I'm like uh, afraid of either like, oh, did I yeah, this this like archetype of this character. It's like uh, when I think about trying to like assimilate. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's what I'm running from. Um, being, Are you gonna find a German st- woman? <laughs> if I do, I will not abandon her for an American <laughs> wife. You can uh, put me on the record. I think about the value of of yeah, assimilation is like a loaded topic. Also, as far as Im- immigration goes, and it's mm-hmm. something that I sort of like have sort of like uh theoretical ideas about how i feel about assimilation Mm -hmm. uh and then in my own life i'm like oh god no uh (laughs) not like it is that that like awareness like of of maybe how we should be thinking about assimilation uh stops abruptly abruptly at myself and it's like no no no. i will be like learning german and uh, the deutsch coast yeah (laughs) lighting my passport on fire and like i don't want anything to do with it like i i don't know it's like i'm almost like constantly trying to prove that i'm not Mm -hmm. uh pinkerton which is a really really wild way to like i don't know organize my yeah okay (laughs) my conception of self but i i I think it's i think it's something that i have i'm very afraid of assimilating no of of uh of not almost Uh yeah yeah just always remaining a little bit outside foreigner yeah well it's like i i when it comes to like my own self the the fear of being uh boisterously american (laughs) and here to just take and i don't know i i like have all these like respectability politics basically that's basically Mm -hmm. what assimilation is uh that i apply to myself and and like yeah and yeah i yeah live in fear of (laughs) on board agree with that yeah i'm like out with american friends and it's like everyone knows that we're american when we're on the train together it's It's like can you talk to me more quietly when we're in public Mm -hmm. (laughs) so well so because i'm from miami i've always attributed my loudness to being from miami and then i like left and i was like oh god but all americans are loud but they're (laughs) loud in a different way to me (laughs) like like Uh, pinkerton level one Level two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Traveling the world, using for, everything up. For good reason. <laughs> but, like, his reasons are just to, like, experience the world. Which is not... Which is, like... Which we've been hard on him. It's not inherently a bad reason to travel. Uh, it's... I, it, it's... it's. But when you take it to the level of, like, oh, me above the thing that I'm experiencing. Sure, sure. You're yeah. talking about the, the heart, right, when you leave uh, destruction in your wake, uh, or yeah. you... Or they're like people become the collateral damage. Then. Hey, like mission trips. Oh, <laughs> mission trips aren't great, y'all. <laughs> FYI, please, please don't go on them. Please don't do it. <laughs> yeah, just send people money. Nobody, nobody wants a pair of Toms. <laughs> just give your money away. <laughs> nobody wants them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Isn't that a great Valentine's Day opera? Oh my gosh, it's so romantic. <laughs> 
I hope everyone got amped up for their Valentine's Day plans. <laughs> hope we all still believe in love after this. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so we've talked a lot about the opera, but yeah. I still have to ask you the third question that I ask everyone, which is, what did you think overall? I I I think this will I will sit with this one for a while. Uh, I. I will uh, certainly be dwelling over this plot. Um, I was not sad in the expected, the the way that I expected to be. Uh, this was, yeah, more more pain uh, than I. <laughs> Uh, a more a more uh, acute kind of pain rather than like uh maybe that's uh, why you don't remember it from that <laughs> class is because you're like i need to erase this horrible a, story from my mind that's actually a specialty of mine um <laughs> <laughs> i am a, i am very good at uh yeah delete repress don't think about no i i'd really like to sit with this it's it was uh yeah not it's it's great to have someone uh, to hate, like a truly perfect antagonist. Uh, that I, I think, I think, yeah, really, really beautiful character development. Well, I guess not. I, I feel like we we have this sort of like we have almost uh, character development as far as Pinkerton goes, right? Or not development, but we we like really see his arc. Like you can kind of like I I feel like I got a view into like. Um, you, I don't know, we get great perspective on sort of, like, how he moves through the world, uh, and I think that's really, like, beautifully juxtaposed uh, against the way that um, we see Butterfly literally stuck in time and space and just, like, emotionally stunted and pinned down, uh, pinned, pinned down one might say. Uh, and so I, I, I find that really poignant uh, and That's a really, and good really point, tragic. Like, yeah, yeah, like, eventually Pinkerton does, like, come to realize that, like, his actions have consequences. He's been around the world. He comes back sort of yeah. like he has these like premonitions that something might be off about the, or, or Sharpless speaks as his conscience. And, and eventually he, he sort of like literally goes around the world, comes back and then uh, comes to see that what he like maybe was told all along was true. Uh, the, he, he sort of goes through all these ranges, range of, he, he collects experiences along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lives this full life, uh, in a way that butterfly by by her circumstances by her own um somewhat by somewhat by her own doing somewhat by like sort of this like world that mm-hmm. she's allowed to solve herself to live in uh just does not yeah and yeah i think i think that's um i think that's what what makes this hit so hard for me yeah, and then like a, a what seems like an interesting cast of sort of like secondary characters around them, kind of like uh, speaking the audience's mind, basically. Uh, Suzuki, yeah, Suzuki being like, uh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. just, just eye rolling for 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 two hours. Like, you'll be the end of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, that's the one thing that when we started talking about Suzuki, I was just like, yeah, you know, it's like when you have that friend who just constantly <laughs> don't makes bad decisions. <laughs> constantly not makes bad decisions. You're just like, I'll stick by you, but God, the cost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Well, um, thank you for um, listening to me explain this opera. Thank you for uh, sharing it with me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for explaining this. Um, I'm really excited. I don't know if uh, an intended goal is to like make me want to go watch an opera. Uh, Low key, yes. But now I 
not I'm not sure what kind of agenda you have, but now I'm curious. Um. <laughs> well, um, I have many resources. So. <laughs> okay. Link in the show notes. Um. <laughs> do you want to do the outro? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, no, now I'm, now I'm panicked. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So thank you, Zoe. Um, thank you to all my listeners. And I want to share that I do have some social media accounts. So if you listen to this and want to like comment or message me and tell me what you think, there's an Instagram account at opera.apero and there is a Twitter account, which is just at opera.apero. Thanks everyone. Um, and we'll be back in two weeks and, um, happy Valentine's day. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye everyone. <laughs> Thanks so much for thing for listening to me listen to this opera. <laughs> <laughs>